0: Do you have young kids? You need Kindling, but what is it? It's the guilt-free, screen-free solution to sleep. Wind down little ones with audio stories. Prepare them for sleep with the award-winning Bedtime Explorer Sleep Meditations. Then enjoy an uninterrupted night using the soothing ambient music of Kindling Sleep Radio. It's the helping hand every parent needs. Kindling, made for kids, loved by parents. Download the free app now. Hello, welcome to Feed, Play, Love, the bite-sized podcast for parents. I'm Siobhan Hunt. This is a show all about parenting. I speak to experts and carers about everything from fussy eating, toddler behaviour, sleep and more. The coronavirus pandemic has not left many people untouched, but what has its impact been on those who are homeless in Australia? Lucas Patchett is the co-founder of Orange Sky, an organisation that supplies those experiencing homelessness with warm showers and clean clothes. They've commissioned research that's revealed a staggering 20% of Australians have experienced homelessness in their lifetime. So how has the last year impacted people already struggling? Hi Lucas, how are you?
1: Good, thanks for having me
0: a pleasure. What did your research reveal about how the last year has been for people that are already having a tough time?
1: Yeah, the, in addition to some of those statistics you already r- reveal, we found that nearly one um, and one half of um, people have struggled financially over the last 12 months to make ends meet. I think um, that's really um, brought to life some of the challenges that we hear and see um, in the media and, and how that's um, coming to life through People struggling um, on a week-to-week basis, and I know that so many Australians are just living paycheck to paycheck, and, and just one or two things going wrong, and, and they can find themselves in a totally different situation.
0: And you work with the homeless um, all the time, obviously. And do you find that you're helping many families?
1: Yeah, the the faces and, and demographics of homelessness are really different. Across the country, we've got thirty-one bands across Australia, so we see everything from big metro cities in Sydney and Melbourne and Brisbane, all the way through to smaller um, community community um, areas like Port Macquarie or Mackay. And, and in every area, it's got its nuances, it's got its differences. We definitely do see some families coming to our our services, not so much in the CBD and, and around those regions, but it, more in the outskirts regions where uh, they are a bit more discreet. And um, people can come down and and have a community meal, put some washing on, and really just take the pressure off from you know. That, that $30 that you could save in doing that can really take the pressure off and, and help to not have to make those really tough decisions around what you're going to pay for this week or what you're not going to pay for this week.
0: Obviously, the pandemic has had lockdowns in different areas at different times. How has it affected your business, like actually being able to reach out and support people?
1: Yeah, in the height of COVID last year and the height of uncertainty in, in kind of March last year, there was a lot of nervousness, a lot of trepidation around operating our own Sky services, so we did press pause for a short period of time on all of our services across the country, and um, that was a really tough time for us, um, for our volunteers, but most importantly for our friends on the street that rely on our service, and, and that it wasn't unfortunately like switching it back on overnight. It's been a gradual rebuild to where we are now. And, and now, unfortunately, it's a bit of muscle memory now for our team in that when we do go into lockdowns in certain areas, we are quite well dressed in you know what controls we need to put in place, what extra things we need to, to ramp up to make sure that everyone's as safe, safe as possible. And saying that in Sydney at the moment, we've got um, we're on a very low number of shifts that are operating each week purely because you know a lot of volunteers aren't comfortable in, in going out and taking on that risk. So we really listen to that and hear that, that feedback along the way. But in saying that, there's been a number of rough sleepers and whatnot who've been put into temporary accommodation for this most recent lockdown as well.
0: Yeah, it seems that, um, you know, there's lots of things that you can shift to online, but um, what you do is a very... Practical and necessary physical support. And it doesn't seem like you can't do anything like that remotely. But then, um, given that those needs are so tangible for people who are homeless or who are having difficulty doing those things that you mentioned, like washing their clothes or having a warm shower. it also seems like they're going to be the most vulnerable in any pandemic. And yet I don't hear many people talking about that. Have you kind of felt it's been a bit of a deafening silence around protecting our most vulnerable during this period?
1: I I think the challenge has been that it's a very state-based approach in in all areas. So in the height of the pandemic, we saw every state take a different approach. A majority of states did did go down the path of putting people into temporary accommodation for the three or six or nine month period but the majority of that now has come to an end um but when we're seeing spikes and whatnot in say sydney and and brisbane at the moment there's been no i suppose unified approach across the across the whole sector and it is a challenge in, in being quite um spread out and quite diverse but um i think that It is often a a group that is overlooked, but also I think at the end of the day, people that we're supporting and people who are doing it tough are are just people and and part of the general population as well. So if we can make sure that they're considered and and part of that sort of ongoing strategy, then then I think we can be in a better we'll be in a better place.
0: So speaking of being considered and part of the overall strategy, has there been any efforts to vaccinate them when it comes to this pandemic? You know, um, we hear about vaccine hesitancy and, the, and also the barriers to getting a vaccine, I'm just wondering whether people have tried to work out a way to vaccinate people who don't have a home.
1: Yeah, there's been, again, a state-based approach on you know, where um, different pop-up vaccination sites or what's happening across the country. I know that um, in Victoria, in South Australia, they're being a lot more proactive in, in getting setting clinics up and, and getting people in through the clinic and vaccinated. But unfortunately, yeah, it is a, a difficulty across the whole... whole I think we're, the whole nation's struggling with it at the moment, and, and um, so it's even harder for, for people sometimes if they are overlooked and forgotten about in that sense.
0: What is it that Orange Sky needs most right now?
1: It's a, it's a great question, I think, what, what Orange Sky, what we're built on, built around is positively connecting communities and, and that looks different for every single person in the world. For some people it looks like I'm jumping on board and being a volunteer. For some people it looks like I'm supporting financially. Um, other people that looks like just sharing our story and telling people about the work that we do. So I think um, what Orange Sky is built on, what I think the world's really been reminded of over the last um, 18 months is the importance of human connection and how Um, That can be the centre of everything that we do. So I think human connection continues to be a focus for us and and that um, looks different for every person and gives people a different opportunity to support us or or other organisations.
0: So when you say human connection, do you mean getting your volunteers back out in the community or are there other things that you're trying to do?
1: Yeah, I think it cuts across all different, all streams of Orange Sky. So, yeah, volunteers being out in the community, having our orange chairs out and having those conversations, it's having that opportunity face-to-face to talk and thank our supporters and donors who, who make Orange Sky happen, But or if, if it is um, supporting people who are you know, doing it even tougher at the moment, have access to our service and, and um, have that human connection, I think is um, yeah, a common thread that sort of connects us all
0: sorry, I think you just said orange chair. Is that what you said? What's that? Yeah.
1: So I suppose we, we talk about the most important thing in our vans, not being the washing machines or the dryers, but actually the orange chairs that we pull out at each location. So um, it's kind of the what the service is built around. Uh, I suppose the laundry and showers is a catalyst for bringing people together and the, the chairs is an opportunity to, to use that time to, to sit down, and have a yarn. And those chairs are metres spaced out now um, (laughs) compared to 18 18 months ago, but they're still providing that same support.
0: Um, So tell me about the Sudsy Challenge.
1: Yeah, so the Sudsy Challenge is an awesome way for... Um, anyone to to get involved and doesn't necessarily need to be an ongoing volunteering commitment or ongoing financial support. It's a challenge that we invite people to wear the same clothes for three days to start conversations and to get your friends and family and colleagues to sponsor you to take on the challenge and raise some funds for for Orange Sky. So um, it's our third year. We're trying to go bigger and better each year and and ultimately the more people signed up the more funds that are raised and the more good work that we can do out in the community so it's a yes a fun different way to have have some fun like i said and to um, build build a little bit of empathy along the way as well
0: well i don't think that's a hard thing for anyone in sydney right now (laughs) they're probably doing it anyway so uh it's a good thing to throw out there during a lockdown um so do they do people just get involved by going to your website and signing up is that how it works
1: Yep, um, orange, orangesky.org.au. You can jump jump on there and all the links to um, sign up to the Sudsy Challenge are there to take on the challenge. If you raise $24, we'll send you out a T-shirt as well so you've got the perfect conversation starter and get some more people involved as well that way.
0: Lucas, thank you so much for your time today.
1: Awesome. Thanks for having me.
0: That's Lucas Patchett from Orange Sky and there'll be links to where you can get involved with the Suzzy Challenge in the notes of this episode.